since the last election, we knew that there were some big policy pieces coming out this year that would affect the gas industry. I was interested to find out how often the industry was lobbying the provincial government. So we just looked back to the lobbyist registry and I uh, kept a spreadsheet going of each time that gas companies, LNG consortiums, and their industry associations met with the provincial government. It turns out it's more than 750 times since the last election, so just over last year. I am interested in how many times environmental groups have contacted the government. You've previously told me that the tweets are counted on your record, but we're not talking about tweets, we're talking about lobbyists. Do you have any idea how often environmental groups contact the government? I'm, I'm not sure for the movement as a whole. I would say we probably have one or two meetings or letters a month at the Wilderness Committee. So maybe a couple dozen times since the last election in comparison to an industry that's meeting, you know, a couple times a day. Uh, a similar survey found the same thing in 2017. I'm just trying to find the exact number here. Between 2010 and 2016, for Christy Clark alone, it was 618. For Rich Coleman, there was 733. And there are contacts with a great number of staff members and cabinet ministers and what have you. On the other hand, there were very few contacts with environmental groups during the same time period. Yeah, I can definitely tell you that the government is fond of meeting with the environmental organizations on policy options. We get meetings with the government when we create a problem for them and, uh, and they need to ask how we should solve it. So the gas industry is the exact opposite, right? They have highly paid lobbyists with connections within the provincial government that are much more able to exert sort of this behind the scenes influence, whereas our power comes from the thousands of people that support us. Is there any study or in your own research, have you seen any way to connect uh, specific policies to uh, lobbying hours? It's tough. The lobbyist registry does require you to list what you're lobbying about in general. So mine are fossil fuel sector and climate plans, but it, it doesn't get that granular. If you think about the time since this provincial government was elected, we've had the BC Clean BC Roadmap, which was really soft and left the door open for a brand new fossil fuel industry with fracking and LNG. We've had the Yahi case in northeastern British Columbia and the aftermath of the Treaty 8 First Nation winning on their title and rights and the government having to negotiate all new infrastructure in the region with Blueberry River First Nation. We've had uh, this royalty review, which the government consultation period for the public ends this week. We're deciding how to use our royalty structure, rent that gas companies pay to access the gas that is owned by the people of British Columbia. They've had this month-long consultation period, but gas lobbyists have been in there a couple times a day 
for over a year. So how can you expect that what the public actually wants is going to be heard in this royalty review when gas lobbyists are already swamping the government and you can bet they're lobbying hard to make sure they pay the least amount possible. On the local level, you see the same thing with the industry contacting uh, the local government. So what do we do about it? The lobbyist registry is a really good tool. I think there needs to be public pressure for the government to stop meeting with fossil fuel lobbyists. Their, their only purpose is to secure their own business model and climate action. Why would we be making climate policy with the worst polluters in the room? So we put together this little Twitter bot that tweets out every time one of these fossil fuel lobbyists is meeting with the provincial government. Uh, we're hoping that that sort of puts a bit of pressure on provincial officials not to take these meetings and prepare climate plans that threaten the industry's existence, because that's exactly what needs to happen for us to minimize the damage from climate change that we're already experiencing. I'm going to go back to the local level again. I would like to see corporations involved in the community, but you don't want the community in the pocket of the companies. I think radical transparency is the way to go here. These meetings should be out in the open and accessible to all. Businesses and companies that operate in a community have an obligation to be a part of that community and make sure that local people are benefiting from the work that goes on. But they shouldn't be writing policy behind closed doors. That's exactly what the lobbyists that are very well paid to meet with government officials are doing. And it's on as citizens to uh, be pressuring our government officials doubly hard because we know they're meeting with these aquaculture or gas or logging lobbyists. We have to really make sure that they know that the residents of their communities are prioritizing environmental protection. Okay. Do you have any final thought you want to add? The only thing is I would encourage folks to go follow BC Gas Lobby Bot on Twitter. I think you'll be really surprised to you know, find out just how often this government is sitting down or receiving you know, letters from fossil fuel companies to undermine climate action.